Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. To be sure, the Old Testament book of Exodus is full of clear pictures that represent aspects of our own experience of Christ. Among the most striking of these pictures are the furnishings in the tabernacle. The most mysterious of these, without question, is the golden lampstand in the holy place, because this item typifies the expression of the very triune God himself. And joining us once again today for fellowship as we look at the golden lampstand is Francis Ball. Welcome, Francis. Thank you very much. It's always good to be here. Francis, today we take our first look at the third piece of furniture in the tabernacle, the lampstand. The lampstand appears in other passages of Scripture, Francis. And of course, many are familiar with some of the New Testament verses referring to Christ and the believers as the light of the world. But the lampstand in Scripture is even more meaningful and mysterious than simply Christ being the light of the world, isn't it? Yes, uh, Chris, this is a marvelous piece of furniture that really, as you've expressed, is mysterious, the most mysterious, because it is a display or a picture of the most mysterious item in the universe, the triune God. I think we'll see something about this lampstand probably that most of our readers had never dreamed was there. I just feel like we're in for a real treat today on this message. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and give our listeners a clue. The next three messages, we're going to be on this topic, and it takes really all three to get the full picture. But the introductory word today, as you said, is a real treat. Francis, let's look at a couple of the verses in Exodus 25 that Witness Lee is going to be talking about today, and these are verses related to the lampstand. I'm going to read verse 31, verse 37, and verse 40. And you shall make a lampstand of pure gold, and you shall make its lamps seven and set up its lamps to give light to the area in front of it. And see that you make them according to their pattern, which was shown you in the mountain. Well, that's the Lord speaking to Moses. Of course, we've talked about a lot. Moses got the law of God in the mountain, and I think most people think that's where it stopped. But this revelation of the tabernacle and all of these items that followed was uh, at least as meaningful, wasn't it? Yes, and not only that, but that verse you just read says, see that you make them according to the pattern that was shown to you in the mount. So this, to me, is very important because this is not something of Moses or anyone else's imagination. This is spoken by God, and he was given the definite instructions of how to do each piece of furniture. Well, let's join Witness Lee, Francis. This item, the lampstand, in the uh, tabernacle may be considered the most mysterious one. It is really mysterious. The lampstand is an expression of the triune God. Just by this one matter, you can realize how mysterious is this item because it is 
the expression of the triune God. We all know the most mysterious thing in the entire world is the triune God. And the most uh, puzzling item of the divine revelation in the Bible is also the triune God. It has been puzzling all the Bible readers for centuries. Even today, we couldn't have a clear understanding concerning the triune God. Yet, this lampstand is an expression of the triune God. How could we say that the lampstand is an expression of the triune God? Well, if you have the vision, it is so easy to see it. Number one, the entire lampstand is a piece of gold. With all its utensils, the weight is one talent. Gold is the substance, the element of this entity. And we know gold in typology always signifies the divine nature of God the Father. So here, you look at the gold, look at the substance, look at the element of this entity, you have to realize that the divine nature of God the Father is seen. God the Father is seen here. Because his divine nature is the very substance, the element of which the lampstand is. The lampstand exists in this nature, in the divine nature of God the Father. So God the Father is here. Then number two, we know God the Father is invisible, is abstract. But here you have a solid item with a form. No measurement, but a solid form. It is a stand. It is not abstract. It is solid. It has a form. And this form is the embodiment of the gold. If you know the New Testament, you could see God the Father, does have an embodiment. And that embodiment is his son. God the son is the embodiment of God the father. Then thirdly, you have seven lambs. The seven lambs are the expression of God the son embodying God the father. And what is this expression? Go to the last book of the Bible, you could see the seven lambs are just the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the expression of God the Son embodying God the Father. So, you have an expression of the triune God. Well, Francis, we began this message today by talking about how mysterious the triune God is in the Bible. And further, that the lampstand in the holy place is a clear type of the triune God. Let's talk about that much first. Why do we say that the lampstand typifies the entire triune God? 
Well, I believe this is made clear by Brother Lee's speaking, but still, there's a lot here that needs a good amount of fellowship so we can really see what our brother has brought out, mainly because, in my experience at least, I have not known of anyone who has pointed out that the lampstand here was anything more than Christ as the light of the world. And that is true, but that's not the only point in the lampstand. It's much deeper, it's much richer, and it's much clearer than anything else that really illustrates the triune God. Now, why can we say this? We can say this because the substance of the lampstand is pure gold. And we know that gold in the Bible represents the divine nature of God or of the Father. Gold is used in the Bible to uh, be a picture of God's divine nature. And then secondly, this uh, lampstand is a stand. That is, it's not a lump of gold, but it has been shaped into a definite form as a stand. In other words, this form is the embodiment of the gold. And we know that the Son is the embodiment of the Father, the embodiment of God. So the very nature of God is embodied in the Son. So the stand is representing the Son. Then there are seven shining lamps on top of this lampstand, which really represent the Spirit, because we know in Revelation chapter 1, it talks about the seven spirits of God, which is not, of course, seven different spirits, but it's a seven-fold spirit of the one Spirit of God. The shining is representing the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. So you have the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. This is the triune God. This is one lampstand, but it is in three aspects of one God. The Father is depicted with the gold, the Son is depicted as the embodiment, and the Spirit is depicted as the shining. Francis, that in itself is sufficient to qualify as being mysterious as a type. In this coming section, we're going to see that not only does the lampstand reflect, display, portray the entire triune God, but now we too, the believers, the church, are displayed in the lampstand as well. It gets more mysterious. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Now, what is the church? My, if you could see this, you realize the church in a much deeper and richer sense. What is the church? The church is just the expression of God with the Father's nature and the Son's embodiment and the Spirit's expression. Hallelujah. In a proper church life, God the Father is the very substance. And God the Son is the embodiment. And God the Spirit is the expression. This is the church. This lampstand is within the dwelling place of God. It is not in the outer court. It is in the holy place. The dwelling of God. Most Christians, they are circling around the altar, in the altar court, all the time, all the time, down at the cross, down at the cross. You know, you have such a hymn, right? It says, girl to his name, down at the cross. They are always down at the cross. They never get away from that part. 
Well, where are you tonight? Down at the cross? Or in the holy place? You see this. Actually, it may not be. According to my knowledge and my memory, nearly there's only one hymn. That is not down at the cross. I have passed the Raven Veil. Here the glory in our veil. That song brings the realizers away from the cross into the veil. I have passed the Raven Veil. Here the glory in our veil. Another point. Not just within the veil, but within the dwelling of God. What is the dwelling of God? What is tabernacle? The tabernacle is the building up of the saints. You may consider that you are in the dwelling of God. But you have to check, have you been built into the house of God? Have you been built into the dwelling? And this is why among today's Christians, there is nearly not such a thing, the lampstand. Because they are there down at the cross. There's no building. No dwelling place of God. No building of the saints. And how could you have the lampstand? The lampstand is not there at the cross. The lampstand is within the building. And the building is just the saints build together into the house of God. We all have to realize for us to see the lampstand, we must be in the house of God. Francis, we talked about how the lampstand typifies the triune God, but also now the lampstand is a definite symbol of the church, the house of God. Why is the expression of God as the lampstand something that can only be experienced in the house of God? Well, I believe, Chris, we have to see where this lampstand is in this picture because I believe many of our listeners would be acquainted with the tabernacle, knowing that when you come into the holy place in the tabernacle, the first part of the tabernacle proper, there is a showbread table on the right, and opposite that, on the left, is the lampstand. And this lampstand is not outside in the front. It's not at the brazen altar which you meet when you first come in from the wilderness and you come in by the gate there and you come to the altar. The lampstand is not there. The lampstand is not right at the entrance. There is a laver before you get to the tabernacle. Then when you get inside, as I said, with the bread of his presence on the right and then you turn left, there is the lampstand. Where is this lampstand? It's in the building. It's not at the cross. The cross is pictured by the bronze altar at the beginning where all the offerings are offered up, depicting that Christ is all the offerings for us to make us right with God. But the lampstand is not out there. It's inside the building. And the building is Christ enlarged. The building is a picture of the church. And we will see later in Brother Lee's message that the building is really enlarged and even reproduced to mean the churches. 
The lampstand is reproduced to mean the churches. So the building is the place where the lampstand is. If we're not in the building that God is building, then we will not know how to experience the lampstand. Most people will realize that this uh, lampstand is not outside of the building. The lampstand is in the building. So in order to see the lampstand, in our experience, we need to be in the building that God is building. Francis, beyond the doctrinal or teaching aspect of what you're talking about, surely, experientially, in the way of testimony, I think that most believers have to confirm what you're saying. Individually, what we experience of Christ at the cross is marvelous, and of course, for all time and beyond, we will be worshiping him for that salvation. But the light that we have out there at the cross cannot compare to what we can see in this corporate setting of the church. It seems like when all of our portions of light come together, there's a magnification, a multiplication that really we can never achieve on our own. That's certainly true. If we don't have the further experience, uh, we will miss much of what God has planned. If we're at the cross, we know the forgiveness of our sins. We know that we're made right with God. We know that all the requirements that God has against us, all the requirements that we are expected to have to meet, are all met by Christ. And that work at the cross is depicted by the bronze altar at the beginning. But if we just stay at the cross, we will miss all the organic reality, the life matters that really cause us to grow in Christ and bring us into the building up with others and bring us into a further experience of knowing Christ in a shining way. A minute ago, you mentioned the book of Revelation in relationship to the lamps, the sevenfold aspect of the Spirit. The entire lampstand is mentioned there in Revelation, and we're going to see in this last section today, it there also is connected very definitely to the churches. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Christ as the embodiment of the Father for his expression is purely divine. And we all have to realize, even today, the church is going to be the lampstand. In the last book of the Bible, we see the seven churches are seven lampstands of pure gold. According to you and me, we may say, the church I have needs a strong humanity. That's right. No doubt about this. But... The actuality of the church doesn't depend upon humanity. It depends upon what? Divinity. How much of God do we have here? And these measures how much we are the church. In God's measurement, the church is measured by divinity. How much of God do you have? How much of God do we have? If we have just little, the church is just so little. It's a baby church. If we have much more, the church is bigger. Yes, Christ, when he was a man, he did have humanity. But you have to realize the divine light shines not through or by his humanity. The divine light shines by his divinity. 
This is why it is John that tells us Christ is the light of life. Why? Because John reveals to us the divinity of Christ. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, in Him was life, and the life was the light of man. You must see Christ being the light is all wrapped up with His divinity. If He's not divine, He's just a good man, a top man with uplifted humanity. He's not the light. The light is of the divinity. The lampstand is of pure gold. Regardless how good you are, how nice you are, how humble you are, how loving you are, if you don't have any portion of the divinity, you don't have any light. In you, people couldn't see any light. When you leave Christ, when you leave the divinity, when you leave God, when you express God, then light is there. Light is God. God is light. In First John, you say, God is light. Divinity is light. Humanity is not light. Well, Francis, as we pointed out before, and as we just heard, it's really the book of Revelation that clearly connects the lampstand to the churches. The lampstand in the Bible was made of pure gold. The other items of furniture that we've been looking at in the tabernacle also included acacia wood in their construction. But we don't see anything other than gold in the lampstand. Why is this, Francis? Well, Chris, we know that from verse 31 in this chapter, the lampstand was of pure gold. And pure gold signifies the pure nature or the pure divine nature. As the embodiment of the Father, for his expression, Christ is purely divine. So this is also true of the church as the lampstand. In Revelation, we see, as I pointed out, that the church is also identified or typified by the lampstand. And there, the seven churches are called the seven golden lampstands. It's true that in the church life, we need a strong, uplifted humanity. But not only that, but actually, the church does not depend at all on humanity. Contrarily, it depends only on divinity. How much of the divine nature has been imparted into us determines to what extent we are the church in actuality. So that's the reason the gold is what makes up the lampstand, because the lampstand is a picture of the church. And only how much of the divine life is in us as believers, that is what governs how much is the church. This is not an easy point to get. At one point in his speaking, I think he made reference to the fact that even our humility or our politeness or our kindness or goodness, we may feel uh, this is quite commendable. But in the church, those things don't reflect God. Any even secular group can express some of those things, but the real divine expression is something of God's divine nature, isn't it? That's the difference. It's not human nature improved, but it is the divine nature imparted. 
Francis, we mentioned at the beginning of the program that we had three programs uh, in total planned on this matter of the lampstand, and we've just kind of given an introductory word today, so we want to be sure and invite our listeners back. I especially would say that this is true of these articles in the tabernacle, and of all the articles in the tabernacle, the lampstand needs the most careful study. You pointed out at the beginning that you were not aware in your experience uh, of another ministry that goes to the depth that we are getting into here related to how the lampstand portrays not just Christ as the light of the world, which certainly there is that application, but beyond that, the magnificence and the mysteriousness really of the entire triune God and incorporating the body of Christ as well as the church seen in this type. We have to recommend the life study, don't we? We really have to recommend the life study to help clear up all of our explaining of it. Thank you, Francis, for being with us. We're Francis Ball today. I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.